I'm Rebecca Rison here with Jeremy Roberts, and we'd like to welcome you to the Chit Chat. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Dr. Shannon Richardson. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Richardson. She was born in South Carolina, raised in Georgia, then moved west in 2004, and she's called Oxford, Mississippi her home ever since. After completing her undergraduate degree, Shannon began working for her alma mater in the recreational sports program and soon realized her passion for health promotion and working with university students. She holds a BS in exercise science from the University of North Georgia, an MPA in public administration and finance from Georgia State University, and a PhD in higher education administration from the University of Mississippi. Shannon's dissertation focused on crisis management styles of administrators. She currently serves on several university committees, including the Student Affairs Incident Response Team, the Diversity Liaisons VCDCE, and the University Assessment Committee IR. Shannon loves the great outdoors and helping others get out and live. Shannon's professional focuses are programming, instruction, assessment, marketing, and student development. Outside of work, she's involved with several ministries at her church, and she enjoys trail running, coaching kids soccer, and spending time with family and friends. Shannon is married to Hunter, who also works on campus in the First Stars office, and they have two active girls who keep them on their toes. Welcome to the show, Dr. Richardson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca and Jeremy. Good, good. We're so glad that you're with us. Um, one of the first questions we usually ask, just to kind of get a feel for things, is how did you get started in your field? So how did you get started in learning more about campus rec, wanting to be involved in Ole Miss Outdoors, and then that has led you into administration as well. So could you tell us a little bit about your career path? Absolutely, yes. So when I was an undergraduate student, I changed my major a few dozen times like so many freshmen and sophomores usually do. Um, and I landed on exercise science. And from there, um, I did an internship in cardiac rehabilitation. So that's sort of a, a component of a lot of hospital systems where patients will come in um, after having some sort of you know, heart procedure and they will rehabilitate in a hospital setting under supervision to, um, you know, to exercise, learn about nutrition, uh, healthier lifestyle habits, that kind of thing. And so working with these, um, with these patients, I soon realized while I loved working with them, everything that I was doing was post-incident. So after they had, you know, lived a lifestyle, not always a lifestyle, sometimes genetics obviously come into play, but they were, they were behind the eight ball already. And I wanted to do something that was more preventative. So while I was working there, I thought, okay, what can I do to influence, um, you know, people before they get to this point? or help influence them before they get to this point. And so my background in exercise science led me to look at a career in uh, wellness and physical education in a collegiate setting. Because I feel that if we can influence college students and help them understand what it will take to um, lead a healthy lifestyle, they will hope most of them will hopefully then carry that into adulthood and we'll have less people in the cardiac rehab setting. Yeah. So long story short, I wanted to do preventative versus post incident. Okay. Um, and so 
I took a job at my alma mater right after I graduated um, as a fitness coordinator. So that was, at the time it was called North Georgia College and State University. Uh, it's now called the University of North Georgia. And so I was the fitness coordinator there for um, a few years. And then we didn't have an outdoor rec program mm -hmm. and outdoor recreation is very near and dear to my heart. I grew up in a family that camped a lot, you know, every weekend. Of course, we started off in tents when my parents were younger. Then we moved to the pop-up and then they, you know, pop-up camper. <laughs> By the time I graduated, I had this fifth wheel, you know, trailer. It was like <laughs> glamping, you know. Um, but, it, you know, it was, it was very, very much a part of who, who I was growing up. And so helped start the outdoor rec program there at North Georgia, along with um, supervising the ropes course. And so during my time there, I would attend NURSA conferences, um, which is our national you know, organization for recreational sports uh, in, in colleges and universities. And I met Troy Young and Jason Shirky <laughs> at a conference in Athens, Georgia. And they were telling me all about Ole Miss and Ole Miss Outdoors and just their, you know, the atmosphere there in their department. And so about a year later, the Ole Miss Outdoors coordinator position came available. Tori asked me to apply for it. I came to Oxford thinking, I'm just a token. Yeah, you know, they've got somebody in mind. I was just like a token interviewee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, but as soon as I stepped foot on the campus, I just, I knew there was something magical about this place. And uh, the people were really what sold it to me. And so I, I, of course, loved it, but not thinking at all that this would be, you know, a ch you know, really a, an opportunity. I was prepared to drive back east, head back to Georgia and just take what I um, had kind of learned and implement it at North Georgia and just bring back ideas. Uh, but Sunday morning, we, Troy and I were sitting in Bottle Tree Bakery having breakfast and he just point blank said, well, do you want the job? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and that's pretty much all she wrote. I packed up my stuff, moved west. Uh, that was 2004. And so was very fortunate to work with Ole Miss Outdoors for several, several years um, before um, being able to be promoted to an assistant director. Um, and then having more administrative roles and responsibilities outside of just outdoors. So right. that was the long version. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the journey's been fun for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And in terms of Ole Miss Outdoors, obviously you're very passionate about it. Uh, tell us about that program, Ole Miss Outdoors. What, what does it entail? All the dynamics of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think one of the biggest misconceptions of Almost Outdoors that, that people might have is that it's a club and it's like a members only club. And that's, that's not true. Uh, we are a program of campus recreation, just like in a real sports, just like fitness, uh, aquatics. So we're just an arm of campus recreation uh, that gives uh, individuals an opportunity to uh, participate in um, whatever level of wellness they're comfortable mm -hmm. in, uh, outdoors, but also indoors with some of our newer facilities, like our climbing wall and things like that. But basically anybody, uh, on campus can participate, uh, students, faculty, staff, and we even have a lot of community members that participate on our trips, um, on the climbing wall, gear rentals, that kind of thing. So it's open to everyone. Um, uh, we want to be as inclusive as possible. And so we organize adventure trips. Um, those can be anything from 
week-long expeditions. We tend, we, we stay in the, the continental U.S. Typically, we have gone into Canada at times, um, but typically our trips are somewhere in the, in the U.S. Um, and then we, we organize, like I said, week-long adventure trips, but also a lot of weekend, you know, or overnight trips that are much closer. Again, we provide um, opportunities for our participants of all financial backgrounds. And so some of our, some of our events are totally free. We'll do, you know, day hikes on the trail or, you know, just special events that, that really don't cost anything. Um, all the way up to those, you know, higher level expeditions. And so we offer those adventure trips and special events. We also offer gear rentals. So if somebody wants to plan their own trip, we help outfit them with anything from tents, sleeping bags, uh, backpacks to, you know, paddle sports. So we have canoes, kayaks, we have some uh, stand up paddle boards. That's kind of our most recent addition to the fleet. And so we, um, we want folks to, you know, we want them to join us when they can, but we also want to give them the independence to do their own thing in the outdoors as well. Um, and then we have our climbing wall. So we are, our office is now in the South Campus Rec Center. It used to be in the Turner Center, uh, but now we're in the brand new SCRC. And we're very fortunate to have a great setup there. Um, really nice office space. And we have a um, bouldering we have a bouldering wall that's 70 linear feet. Um, so lots of space to boulder and bouldering is basically rock climbing without a harness and only up to a height of about 10 feet. We also do top rope climbing on our atrium tower, which is where you are in a harness on belay attached to a rope and someone, uh, our staff members, or if you're trained to be a belayer, then you can belay the person on the wall. Um, so we just have a variety of things that we offer. Um, we want to provide recreation for everyone. So we want it to be, um, something where people of all abilities can participate. Um, so we've really worked really hard the last few years to do, to do things and program and, and provide equipment for, um, you know, so that people of all abilities can participate. We also have our challenge course, the rebel challenge course, which is our high and low ropes course, uh, located right down the street from the intramural fields. So we do a lot of team building and a lot of group dynamics there, but we also have those high ropes like the zip line and the thriller type, you know, elements that, that folks love to come and do. So that's Ole Miss Outdoors in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot, a lot of great stuff. I mean, stuff. Yeah. 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 And there's uh, so much uh, research nowadays with being outdoors and nature and how it helps with stress management and everything. So I can imagine it helps a lot of people and not just physically, but mental health wise to participate in things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big believer in the, um, the emotional and mental health aspects of all of wellness, but especially outdoors. There's just something about being in nature and being um, unplugged mm -hmm. for a bit that, that really just kind of rejuvenates and re-energizes. Um, and, you know, during this crazy time of COVID, I mean, it's never been more evident that people are like yearn for that kind of thing. We've had a lot of people reach out about gear rentals, about, you know, can I get more information on the trail system? What is there to do? What can I do outdoors with my family? And I, of course, I love to see that. Um, and I hope that that does continue. There's some things that we've learned, I think, through the pandemic that I hope will actually continue. Um, People have been forced to kind of take a 
take a breather, take a step back, reevaluate some things. And I think without getting too philosophical, um, I do think that that's an important part of um, what campus recreation in general offers uh, through all of our wellness, you know, um, platforms, but especially within outdoors. Yeah. And speaking of the adventure trips, could you talk about one of them that you've recently done and tell us what all you do? I know that you do a lot of promotion to get people to sign up for them, but say I want to go on a trip. Where are we going? What are we doing? What do I need to bring? How much fun am I going to have? How does it look? Sure. Yeah. So all of our adventure trips are um, posted on our website and we give a brief description of each one um, where we, we kind of cover those, those questions that you were asking, Jeremy. So what is the trip going to look like? What is the format? What is the time frame? You know, when do we leave Oxford? When do we return? Um, we typically provide all of the gear that anyone would need. Um, they would need their personal you know, clothing and personal items, but essentially we outfit everyone for what is needed. And if we don't have it available, then we go through an outfitter. So if we're doing a whitewater rafting trip, obviously we will, um, we will solicit an outfitter to provide the, um, the rafting equipment and things like that. Um, we do self lead a lot of our trips like backpacking and some flat water kayaking things that are not extremely technical. Um, the more technical trips like whitewater rafting or hang gliding, obviously we leave those to the, the outfitter experts. Um, you know, what, what is so cool about the adventure trips is that the sense of community that people come away with at the end. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big component of what we do is, is provide community, provide an outlet for students to meet, you know, new friends, not just students, others as well, but specific, specifically talking about the student population, we, we know, and as in, you know, within higher education that these are super formative years for our students and the bonds and relationships that they make <clears throat> throughout their uh, collegiate career uh, are so important and those transferable skills they learn as well. Um, just communication, conflict resolution, um, you know, communication, all of those, um, whether they realize it or not, are being taught in our adventure trip program. Um, so they're having a blast, they're having fun, they're learning new um, hard skills, like how to tie a knot to, you know, secure a boat, or uh, how to belay somebody on a rock, uh, rock wall, but they are also learning basically how to do life, and how to um, navigate their world. Um, and that's something that is so important in the collegiate experience. And I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that the pandemic, you know, will go away <laughs> because I'm just so afraid that the more online we do, and I know that's what we have to do right now, but if we can't be in person and those are the things that our students are going to lose and they're not going to be they're not going to have in their toolkit when they graduate. They'll have the academic piece, but they will not have as much of the um, how to do life piece and simplifying it. But that is, you know, what student affairs in general does for our students. You know, we provide the extracurriculars and the outside of the classroom experiences. And so um, kind of went off on a tangent there. Sorry. No. Come back. 
<laughs> that, I mean, that's why we, we feel that our programming is so important. Um, so yeah, I, you know, the students will come in and they'll have a, a general sense of what's going on. We, we do a pre-trip meeting for each, anything that um, is not just a day trip, we'll do a pre-trip meeting so that students understand the whole scope of the trip and ask any questions. We'll meet their leaders and their leaders are students as well that have been trained through our department. Um, they, they go through an academic class called EL 200, uh, Adventure Leadership and Programming. And they also, um, each of our leaders has their Wilderness First Responder Certification. So our leaders are some of the most trained students on campus. Um, and I love that the peers are leading peers. I think that's much more effective than if, you know, I used to lead a lot of the trips when I first came on board, but now they're, they're pretty much solely led by our students and then our extended expeditions. We have a graduate assistant that will go on those. Um, but one of the best trips I've ever been in, these are, this is early on in my career, we took a trip to the Grand Canyon mm -hmm. and we drove, we saw the national park side, which is the south, mostly the south and the north rims. Um, that's, that's what you see on a lot of the postcards and, and all the movies. You know, Clark Griswold stops there with his family. Yeah. Like, okay, let's go. You know, and they're like, we just got here. <laughs> um, <laughs> we took it a step further and we actually drove a little bit further west and we hiked down some, about a half a mile of switchbacks and then another seven miles to this town, this Indian village called Havasu. Mm -hmm. It's the Havasu tribe. So Havasupai is the, the name of the Native American village that is down there. And they govern this land themselves. And it's the most beautiful place, uh, that in Ireland, that I've ever been to. Um, definitely look it up after this. It's an incredible, an incredible, um, there's several incredible waterfalls, uh, Havasu Falls and Mooney Falls. And we camped down there for a week and it was just, it was like Eden. It was beautiful. Um, those waterfalls actually eventually helped feed the Colorado River. It's it's just a utopia. It really is. Um, so that was one of my most memorable trips. Um, but you know, some of the most memorable parts were obviously being down there in this amazing environment. But it was also the road trip component, right? Because this was the back in the day when we had um, fifteen passenger vans. <laughs> Ah, uh, the dinosaurs of, of old. Um, <laughs> just imagine, you know, 12 people in a 15-passenger van uh, pulling a trailer. It gets pretty intense at times, you know, lots of personalities, yeah. lots of <laughs> lots of fun, um, lots of tiredness, you know, and so keeping up the rapport and, and being um, being engaged throughout that trip was just one of the most memorable um, trips that I can remember. So, um, yeah, so adventure trips, it, it is about having fun for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we don't discount that. I mean, a lot of what we do is fun and we want students to have that experience, but whether or not they realize it, they are learning mm -hmm. um, you know, interpersonal skills as well. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, that's, yeah, that's exciting. It builds great memories going through the process. Every trip or vacation if something crazy happens it's like oh that was that was interesting definitely one for the record books and then of course just being out in nature and those fond memories that that you're building and then also students are building too in their college journey um, so and in terms of educational journeys 
you've been on an educational journey and you have your PhD in higher education. Um, so tell us about that process. Sure. Um, so when I you know, had my undergrad in exercise science, and so when I got my master's degree, I wanted to do something that would involve more of the administrative side. So I actually researched and found that the master's of public administration was more geared toward nonprofits, government entities, um, agencies, things like that. So I thought that that would, if I was going to stay in a state system, a university state system, that that would be, you know, maybe more beneficial than say an MBA or business degree. Um, and I'm really glad I did. I learned a lot about, um, learned a lot about politics, legislation, uh, administration, finance in the public sector. Um, it's pretty eye-opening. Uh, Georgia State is obviously located in downtown Atlanta, so that was eye-opening in and of itself. I got to see an aspect of an urban institution, whereas, so it was like in the heart of Atlanta, my alma mater, my undergrad alma mater was in the mountains, literally, of Dahlonega, Georgia. And so that was just a great cultural experience in and of itself. Um, so I did that, and then when I came to, to Ole Miss, um, I, I realized I really wanted to stay in student affairs, um, specifically campus rec. I love campus rec. Again, my passion is to help people build that have, you know, healthy lifestyle that will continue uh, post-college graduation. And so I, I started looking at programs, and I thought, okay, higher education administration sounds right up my alley if I wanted to eventually move up um, you know, outside of campus rec, I think this would give me um, the tools necessary to maybe um, broaden a little bit within, you know, student life. And so I, um, yeah, I came on board and, um, you know, I was in classes with, you know, people like Kyle Ellis and Scott Wallace and some of the, some of the patriarchs of the old community. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it was it was definitely a hilarious time of just getting to know um, all the professors and um, and just really understanding what what makes students tick. You know, a lot of the student development theory, um, a lot of just you know the research behind why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And so coming into it, I had already thought about dissertation topics when I first came to Ole Miss in 2004. It was right, right after the ATO house fire happened. So an incredibly sad event. Um, and it just, I was, I was just really intrigued by like, how did the university administration handle that specifically within student affairs? Mm -hmm. And so I decided to do my dissertation topic um, on crisis management styles of senior level administrators. And crisis can be defined in many ways. Uh, well, I defined it in many different ways for, for my research, but it could be anything from, you know, student deaths to um, pandemic. <laughs> so, you know, swine flu back in the day. Uh, of course, now would have been a really good time to do this research, <laughs> considering the, the day and time that we're in. Um, but also, you know, natural disasters. So Hurricane Katrina, obviously it didn't impact us as much, but it did those coastal colleges and universities and so how do they handle this how are they dealing with it what are their tools um how much does their personality come into play and and also of course um active shooters on campus that's, that's another realm so I, I interviewed a lot of our um current and former um administrators to just kind of get an idea of 
how they dealt with it and tried to um, use that knowledge and that that research to just put it out there so that people understand people as in you know colleagues of ours within student affairs that there's not necessarily a right or wrong but it's an introspective look at you know how am I going to handle something when it comes not if it comes but when it comes and to have a certain level of preparedness and that was my goal so that's what I did my my research on yeah wow an important topic for sure mm -hmm. yeah and speaking of different factors that affect different people we talked a little bit about how you got involved in administration but what do you see as some current issues that are affecting students especially with what we have going on right now with COVID-19 and everything what are some things that you you may have seen within campus rec you may have seen specifically with Ole Miss Outdoors um, can you touch a little bit on those? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, I, and I think the main trend that we're, we're going to see, and it's all gonna depend on what universities are able to do for the fall semester, is students are gonna have to make that tough decision of whether to stay at Ole Miss, if it's mainly online, yeah. and stick it out, or are they gonna take a semester or a year off and do an online program that could be a little bit less expensive for them, candidly. Um, that's, that is what we've seen with our student staff, um, you know, that, that we supervise within recreation. Uh, it's a really tough decision for students. And I know they'd rather stay with Ole Miss, but they've got to also think about the financial repercussions. And so this is just going to be a snowball effect. Right. And I think that a lot of students are going to and this is outside of everybody's control, but they're going to miss out on a lot of what we have already talked about as far as those, those outside the classroom experiences. Right. And but even if, even if it's, um, even if students are on campus in some degree, which I think that they will be as of now anyway, um, there's still going to be so much, so many restrictions and so many safeguards in place is students are not gonna have the ability to connect as much, right. which is sad. It is what it is. Uh, it's, you know, I don't think this will last forever, but I definitely think the next year will be extremely challenging for the emotional um, and mental <laughs> development of these students. You know, I think academically, I mean, they're gonna, you know, some are gonna struggle anyway, just with the interface online. So that's going to be a component, but just making connections, making friends, having community. Uh, I'm just concerned. I really am. Um, you know, we try to bring students out on a normal day and a normal time. There's a lot of students because of social media and because of, you know, you don't have to interact as much with people sometimes will withdraw and they'll kind of be in their own world. And, you know, we, we see a lot of students that, you know, don't maybe want to come and be a part of things because they can kind of do their own thing at, at their own in their own space, right? And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that if students have the the option and the ability, I think it just provides them with um, ways to engage with students and, and learn more about their peers 
kind of get outside their comfort zone a little bit. So that's what we try to do. We, we don't just want folks that are already exercising or already climbing or already going on adventure trips. We're trying to seek out those students on a, any given day to come and be a part, find community, find connections, mm-hmm. make relationships, um, learn about the world outside of their small sphere that they know, right? So this situation we're in right now with this pandemic is just going to exacerbate that. Um, my hope is that students can just push through and make it to the end. I'm hoping institutions can push through and make it to the end. We're going to have to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to find al- alternative ways to do things. Um, so a lot of what we're seeing within Campus Rex, for instance, we've already started virtual team building sessions. You, you may or may not know about that, but so in a way to engage our student staff and give them a little bit of income, <laughs> we've done probably 14 team building sessions already with uh, university departments and outside groups, like um, we've done one with Stonewater Rehabilitation Services. We've done, you know, we're about to do uh, one with financial aid. We've done one with the School of Education, um, Institutional Research, Effectiveness and Programming. So we, we are really trying to find ways to connect uh, and keep connection. It's kind of like, hold on, hold on, guys. Just hold on a little bit longer. Right. We'll be back together at some point. Right. But we want to provide you know, some ways for students to stay connected. Um, so that's one way we've done, you know, some, some Facebook groups for our climbers to kind of stay connected and they share, you know, documentaries and, oh, did you see this? This is a cool thing. Um, oh, I converted my, <laughs> my, um, garage into a climbing, you know, climbing gym. I'm like, wow, that's impressive. Um, you know, just different things students can do. Like they're so creative, you know, and it's so cool to see how they do adapt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're, we in Campus Rec have been trying to do things. You know, we've done our virtual fitness videos. We do uh, eSports through intramurals. We've just done some things that hopefully will allow students to just hang in there, stay connected, and then when we're safely able to resume normal, then we'll have, you know, we'll go back to somewhat of our typical programming. Um, but right now, so we plan to open the Rec Center back up in July, so July 13th. And that's exactly four months, I think, from when we were shut down, March, April, May, June. Yeah, four months. And it will look different, but it will be safe, as safe as we can make it. Mm -hmm. Um, Participants will register for a session on our CR app. And so we've got six different zones in the building that they can choose from. So if somebody's interested in walking on the track, they can choose whatever zone that is. Or if they want to do, you know, cardio equipment, treadmills, ellipticals, that kind of thing. They can choose that. Zone six, my favorite, is the climbing wall. And so <laughs> students can reserve a time to climb. They've, they'll have their own space on the wall. You know, they'll, they'll wear their mask coming in and until they get to their spot, then they can take it off while they're actively climbing. Um, and then they leave. Will it be perfect? No. Will it look weird? Yes. But we do feel like we need to provide something some way of of connection and obviously um you know fitness and so we're we've been you know planning this for a while now um everybody is really dialed in as far as all the reopening procedures and safety considerations are in place 
I'm ready. I'm ready to get back. And I think our students and our um, patrons are as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's exciting. And, and just thinking about, you know, because while we're talking, I'm thinking, this is so hands-on, so many different things that normally, you know, probably before the COVID-19 thing happened, nobody was really thinking, oh, pandemic's going to happen sometime soon. And so, you know, that just catches us all off guard. And it sounds like you guys have been really adaptive trying to help students out through this process, putting stuff online um, and, and social distancing during fitness classes, things like that. Um, so that's, yeah, I, I appreciate all the efforts that you're doing to, to help students because I know it's, it's quite the process trying to figure out you know, what the next steps are, are like. Um, well, this is, this is great. Is there anything else you wanted us to know about Ole Miss Outdoors or just anything in general that you'd like to share? Yeah, no, if anybody has any questions or wants to learn more about our program, I'm happy to, to answer those. Um, they can email me, we can set up a meeting, whatever we need to do. Um, again, I think adaptability is the key uh, moving forward, especially in this next year or so. Um, we are here to support students and all of our patrons, um, and we want to we want to hear from from them uh, as to what they need, and we want to help them make connections wherever possible. Mm -hmm. In the fall, we're planning to do you know a lot of day trip kind of stuff where they, you know, they provide their own transportation, but maybe we're able to take a a, a day hike um, somewhere within you know 30 minutes of Oxford right. or do a clinic where everybody can kind of space out but they can still learn some of those um, cool technical skills uh, for the future um, and I think the one thing I would just want everybody to know is that we are trying and we do uh, we do want feedback um, and we want people to participate as much as they can um, in our facilities and in our programs um, yeah so that's that's all I have Oh, well, this is great. And we've got a lightning round of questions for you. Woohoo! Very exciting. We like to ask each guest uh, about themselves in their college experience. So lightning round, ready, set, and go. No. <laughs> tell, us, tell us about your experience as a freshman in college. What did that look like? Shannon Richardson's life. Paint us a picture. What was wow. freshman year like yes. when you were in college? Um, or a lot of high-waisted jeans. <laughs> um, I had a cardboard cutout of Yoda in my dorm room. Yes, it was still <laughs> a dorm room. I lived in Lewis Hall with my roommate, uh, Dawn. And Dawn and I uh, graduated from the same high school, so we knew one another. Um, we memorized every line from Dumb and Dumber and Tommy Boy. Um, I was big into intramural sports. I love sports. I was a tomboy. I played soccer growing up, ran track. So I wanted to, um, I wanted to play sports and there were, we had intramural sports, obviously. Um, but one of the, I actually wasn't going to join a Greek organization, but I heard they had a pretty good intramural sports team. So I took an open bid <laughs> for a sorority, and we totally ruled the field. It was great. Uh, flag football. <laughs> so those were good times. Um, North Georgia was a, is a military college, so women could live on campus and not be a part of the military. But uh, the guys that lived on campus were part of the Corps of Cadets. Um, so these were these were folks that were 
you know, eventually going to commission into the Army, Navy, Marines, that kind of thing. Um, so it was a different look. Um, it was a cool, it's a very cool atmosphere, uh, very respectful, very safe, you know. Um, and so there's just a lot of good times had um, on that on that college campus and on the drill field, as they called it. It was the big, like, green space on campus that we played all of our intramural sports and things. So, yeah, a lot of hilarity, a lot of practical jokes in the in the in the dorm. Um, we had to yell shower uh, if we were going to flush the toilet because the plumbing was so old that it would scald. Oh, no. oh wow! Yikes! <laughs> that I might be dating myself a little bit. I think it's been updated since. Yeah. <laughs> Good times, freshman year. Good times. <laughs> So who would you say was your biggest inspiration while you were in undergrad? Biggest inspiration. It could be a former staff member, faculty member. Yeah, so I really looked up to my advisor, uh, Dr. Temple. He, um, I think he just now retired, but he, I mean, he's been in the field for a long time. And so he taught a lot of my core classes, like uh, cardiac rehab, exercise science, physiology, that kind of thing. Um, he was he was always very kind, um, very knowledgeable, and very passionate about teaching. Um, and I think that he's one that I would say that you know really directed my kind of my career path. Kind of got me on, yeah. And like I said, I changed my major several times, and so he helped me kind of focus. Yeah. figure it out, figure out where, you know, where I wanted to go with that. Um, so yeah, I would say Dr. Thomas Temple. Okay. And is there any advice you would give your former self yeah. in undergrad? Um, yeah, I would say uh, students should give themselves grace mm -hmm. to make mistakes. I, I'm kind of a recovering perfectionist. Um, so I felt like everything had to be just so um, academically. I mean, I was a good student, um, but I would get down on myself if I made a B, you know, and I, that's not the end all be all. Um, I definitely would also say explore. Uh, and I was, again, I was pretty active. I did a lot of sports and I did, you know, we lived in the foothills of the mountains. So we did a lot of exploring a lot of visiting creeks and waterfalls and things like that. Um, but I would say just open your horizons, whatever that looks like. Um, for me, it probably would have been, you know, and, you know, getting to know the town maybe a little bit more, getting to know my community. Um, students that come here to Oxford, there's so many things in Oxford that just um, to do and to see and to learn about. A lot of history. You know, I would say just explore and give yourself grace. That's good advice. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. Great to talk to you. And uh, check out Ole Miss Outdoors for those who are watching and listening. Um, and there's so many great things that you can find on campus and people who care about you. So keep us in mind. And uh, another great episode of the Chit Chat. You can find us on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, all the social media under the sun, uh, and Twitter. Yes. So good to see you all. And uh, we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.